0: Hey, everyone. It's Evelyn. And welcome back to the podcast. This is Life Over Matter. And I'm the host, Evelyn. And uh, every week, I try on Wednesdays and Saturdays, but the calendar has been kind of crazy lately, since Anchor completely switched over to Spotify or whatever they did. Um, actually sitting in my spiritual room right now and I have actual spiritual room playing in the background because it is also where I'm crate training my new puppy. And it is late at night right now and I am trying to calm her down. Today, she uh, chewed through many things. and so I'm trying to bring her to a Zen space a very calming, calming area in her brain so that she can feel comfortable enough to go to sleep in her crate. And so I figured, hey, you know what? I might as well record an episode. Uh, It has been a very uh, interesting week. To say the least, we're in retrograde uh, right now. And if you don't know what that means, go ahead and look it up uh it's just where everything kind of turns upside down so if you feel like uh things have been a little bit more unusual lately uh that's why but you know so is life right it's not anything that you can't work your way through and uh if you anticipate it which i knew it was coming then you're you're pretty well off. You don't, you don't have to worry about any sudden crazy changes or anything like that. It's just for me this week, it's been just like off the wall things. Like I got some really good news. I I've told you guys before that I use uh, bariatric pal, the app, and I have been dieting since January 2nd, really hard. I work out every single day. I started taking a lot better care of my skin. I I started doing a skin routine, which was completely foreign to me up until this year. Uh, Even though I would go and get like facials once in a while and stuff like that, my, my facial person's probably a special name for that. She would tell me, you know, and I've mentioned it in this podcast many times before, your skin is an organ and you have to take care of it like you would anything else, any of your other organs, right? And, uh, so I, uh, I started a skincare routine. I also changed my makeup up this year. I know that for the guys that listen, that makes no difference to you, but for us girls, especially when you're getting older and you don't wear makeup. Usually I don't really, I don't leave the house very often. So, uh, that was, it's been exciting because I've been experimenting with it. Um, just seeing my face when I'm all made up is, um, It's a pretty interesting experience because I look like a totally different person. I see this person every single day who has no makeup on, hair on top of the head. You know, I I dress up to go out to a dinner once in a while. But man, do I really feel special when that stuff happens, you know, anyway, Um, I have the bariatric pal, and it is constant notifications. If any of you guys who listen have it, you know that it is pretty awesome because of the constant notifications. It has pre recorded uh, menu items that are already established within the app and measurements, and everything you eat, you start putting it in the search tool, and it will automatically populate. Anyway, so it also took my weight in the beginning, which was in the last part of December, I'd gotten sick. I don't know if you guys remember, I'm sure I talked about it on the podcast. I had gotten sick with a sinus infection during my life. And I got to watch what I put in the universe, knock on wood. Um, And I went to the doctor. And when she weighed me, she didn't make a big deal of it, thank goodness, my primary care physician is amazing, Um, but I weighed 250 pounds, so I was like, oh, crap, like, you know, I've had weight loss surgery, I, you know, have thyroid disease, I'm on medication for it, I also have diverticulitis, so I can't have nuts and seeds and all the things that people utilize for regular proteins like that. And it sucks because I absolutely love any kind of nut pistachios, uh, peanuts, cashews, almonds. I love them all. Right. And I I really love, um, like peanut butter, almond milk, like stuff like that. Anything that's flavored with that stuff, amazing. And seeds are in everything. You'd be surprised. And then when you're trying to explain it, when you're getting around it, like if you go through a drive through and you want a burger without a bun, right? Um, they Because you can't have the seeds anyway, right? So even if you're not on a low-carb, high-protein diet, you can't have the seeds, And they give you two patties and cheese. They don't put anything else on it always. And I don't find out about it until I'm, you know, halfway home. And then it's too much to go back and get the condiments and the vegetables that come with the patties. But you still paid for the full thing. You know what I mean? So it's a way of life. When we go on a cruise, uh, I always have to put it in the in the items, everything. Anyway, reeling myself back in. So it notified me that I needed to weigh myself. And as you guys know, I've been incredibly discouraged for like the last four months. I just, my clothes still fit the same, but yet I'm always swimming laps. I'm walking miles every day. I'm counting my steps. I'm pushing my boundaries. I'm doing 10 times the amount of laundry that I used to do because I'm always you know, changing my clothes. And I'm spending tons of money during this inflation that our economy is going through in the United States uh, to buy health food and prep my foods, all this stuff, right? If you've been listening, you've heard me a million times talk about this. Well, I weighed myself and I lost 17 pounds. And I am so excited. Because when I had my surgery, it was so life changing in every way that you could absolutely fathom. And, you know, not only is it a physical transformation, it's so much of a mental transformation. It is a soul changing experience. And I know that kind of sounds dramatic, probably, and maybe a little even che- cheesy, But the whole, the whole spectrum of, of you is celebrated. It's like your cells know that you're in the process of doing something magnificent for yourself. And I understand that not everybody who's had weight loss surgery has had the same experience that I have. But I fought to be able to get it. I fought to be able to have it covered with insurance. And so it was a reward from the jump. I fought to have the best doctor. I fought to have the best guidance nutritionally. I, you know, committed to a lifestyle change. And in doing that, I proved to myself that I could do something like that. Like I could just wake up one day and decide someone who'd never had surgery before. Someone who had never opened a book and researched the surgery until I had gotten sick with my diverticulitis. I became, I became someone that could learn things, prove to myself that I could learn things and stick to them. That I could make commitments like that. And I don't know how long you've been listening to the podcast, but I think that you know tattoos are beautiful. But I don't have any because I change my mind all the time. You know, I um, I don't like the same foods this year that I like last year. I don't like the same songs. This year, that I did last year. You know, I do have consistencies, but when it comes to committing to something, I have always been variety is a spice of life. You know, I. And the same way with exercising. I don't like going to the gym because it's the same thing all of the time. And so I go walking and I go to different places to walk all of the time. And I like going on adventures. I don't go like I don't go on the same vacation every single year. Um I just enjoy variety. And so this experience Through transferring over to this healthy lifestyle, it's had days where it has been awful, and it has had days where it has been almost like I stepped outside of myself and I looked inward and realized you can do anything, you are capable of so much. How did you get so lucky? How did you get so lucky to? Meet all of these wonderful people, and for your body to respond to this transformation the way that it has. Now, in August, I had my surgery in uh, May twenty fourth on May twenty fourth, two thousand and nineteen, and in May of twenty twenty, right during the pandemic. Um, I had come to a standstill, and I stayed at the same weight. Now what was crazy about that is that I could eat anything that I wanted and not gain a pound. I could eat a box of hohos. I could eat an, a a pizza, you know, as much of it as I could with my tiny stomach. Um, I could eat several times a day, you know, and not gain an ounce, literally not an ounce. Then in 2021, I, uh, had that mentality, like, you know, I'm not losing anything, but as long as I eat whatever I want, I don't have to worry about it ever again. I'm never going to gain anything. Uh, I'm not, I might not be losing, but I'm not gaining anything either. And then all of a sudden I started seeing gradual increases. You know, you notice it in your face, you notice it in your arms, me, I notice it in my arms, I have extra skin. It started to feel different on my body. Um, And that's when I realized, uh oh, things are changing. Things are, you know, but I've talked to you guys about the wagon before (laughs) and when you fall off of it being so hard to get back on. Food is an addiction, and I'm definitely addicted to food. And um, I started to embrace trying to be comfortable with the stresses in life, because I noticed that every time I would start to get stressed, I would go to the refrigerator. And it was more grazing than anything. And I think that it's that way with anybody who has this relationship with food, like I have. And it made me feel better. It was kind of like when I used to smoke cigarettes, you know, it didn't matter if it was a really hot shower, or a really great meal, or if I was upset about something, smoking a cigarette made it okay, it made it all right to um, move forward. And so that's what I identified that food had become for me after the pandemic. And There was a lot of loss, and a lot of fear, and a lot of death, and a lot of close encounters with death uh, that really shined a light on bigger focuses than what seemed to be food at the time. Not an excuse, but a tablespoon of reality that come 2022, I started to really understand. And As you guys know, I meditate all the time, every day. And in some of those meditations, I started to find myself praying a little bit more about my health and relief from some of the symptoms that I was experiencing from my diverticulitis. Uh, Praying for weight loss, you know, give me the motivation to continue for this, please. You know, show me the way that I can be stronger and have better willpower, you know, and especially when I've been given this gift from working at home, you know, I can go on my lunch and I can walk and I can do it. So I decided that it had been years since I had picked one resolution. And this podcast in its own right is every resolution. And so I started immediately being strict. I called it my journey to clean eating and I stopped making allowances for my food prep and stuff like that. I quit all sugar entirely and I wrote some variety into the menu I have for low carb high protein. I started documenting it, recording it, journaling it, And it's not been easy. Uh, Every single Sunday, I review everything that I have put in. uh, And sometimes I'm like, I can't believe that I ate all of that and I still had 200 calories to go. Uh, I did start paying attention to calories a little bit more. I've always been... Uh, low carb, high protein, but then I realized that there were some carbs that you needed. Like with my Premier Protein shakes, they're not necessarily the, the lowest carbs. I mean, they're, they're low carb in comparison to any other shake that you would have out there. But um, anyway, If you're not a dieter, this probably doesn't interest you very much, but it's a huge celebration for me. And with the retrograde and things getting crazy, it was just wild how I got that notification. I weighed myself. I lost that weight. After all these months of me feeling like I hadn't lost anything, it was a wonderful celebration for me. And I couldn't wait to share it with you. I have... My friend Etta, who was in an episode uh, months ago, it's a conversation with Etta. Check it out. She's amazing. Uh, She has consistently been losing weight. She had hers. I had mine on May 24th. I think she had hers on like May 17th of the same year, of 2019. And she has consistently lost weight and not stopped. She did have a second weight loss surgery last year. And uh, that's, of course, helped a little but most of it was just staying consistent. And she's so committed. I, I have so much respect for her process. But yeah, so that happened. I started reading the Surrender Experiment on my own. You guys are listening to Living Untethered. I got this past week Record breaking, and, and when I say record breaking, I mean ridiculous record breaking listens to my podcast uh, this past week because of the Living Untethered book. And so, I just for S and G's looked up to see if Michael A Singer had any other works that I could peruse. And I found the surrender experiment. And so I'm on chapter 10 and I have been cruising through it. It's been a healthy escape for me when I'm in between all of the different stuff that I'm working on. I'm pretty pumped up. I'm getting ready to go on a trip next week. I am flying for work. Uh, up north to New Jersey and doing a um, wine and shoes event. Uh, And they have it every year. And uh, it's Ronald McDonald House. And uh, I'm super pumped up about that. Well, plus everybody that I work with, I've worked at the same place for years and years. So they're like family. And I get really excited to see them because I get to see them virtually all the time. But seeing them in person is a whole different flavor, you know. And so um, that is happening. Like I said, it's, it's the Mercury in retrograde. It doesn't have to be bad. Like people associate the full moon in astrology with bad vibes. Like, oh, no, there's a full moon or craziness. But for me, when there's a full moon, it's super clarifying. I have the best meditations where it's almost spine chilling if I let myself go deep enough. And I'll tell you what, it took me a long time to be able to do that. When I do meditations, whether it's a full moon or not, if I set an intention, it's not just about prayer, it's, it's about finding that silence that's within you and It doesn't mean that you can't think about, oh my gosh, did I turn the coffee pot off? Or, you know, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? Did I go shopping for that? You know, those kind of things are natural when you first start meditating. But if you've been doing it as long as I have, and you do it as often as I do, then you learn to silence that part of yourself. And when you do that, you get answers about things and your curiosity, some of the stuff you have an entire conversation. Uh, And if not that type of meditation, say you're really stressed out, you can escape to different places in your mind in your imagination. And maybe that's just me. And because I'm so creative, and I get so wrapped up in my thoughts and stuff like that. But it has It has been wonderful regardless on full moon nights, right? Now, Mercury being in retrograde, they say it's a manifestation week too. Like if you're doing meditations and you want to excel at your job, or if you're looking for, you know, answers to how to make your next move, if you're in a transitional phase in your life, if you are stressed about something and you've been waiting for it to calm down a little bit. That could happen because you're manifesting those thoughts and those ideas this week. Um, For me, it has just been randomness, just absolute randomness. And so far, it's been so good. Um, Outside of that, you know, I had an office day this week. uh, And again, it's so wonderful to see Uh, familiar faces and be out and about and let the sunlight hit my face when I'm not just walking or, you know, working out, I'm being productive. Uh, Because as you guys know, I don't grocery shop or anything, I have everything delivered. And so uh, it's pretty rare that I leave the house. And so this week has been I've gone out to eat a couple times with work, Uh, That's been amazing. Uh, And and just the differences. Um, It's been different kinds of stresses. You know, life is life, like I said, so is life. Um, But also, I am researching, this is kind of interesting, and you'll probably see an episode pop up about this in the near future. But there is this thing that they practice, and it's interesting. Japan, I think. And it's called Meditation Grave. And it's based on exactly the the switch, the graveyard meditations. In graveyard meditations, uh, maybe I won't do an episode on it, I'll just tell you what I found out about it this week. Uh, In graveyard meditations, they actually go into a shallow grave and this is googleable i i saw something like flash by and then in my spare time i just started researching it it was the first time that i'd heard of it but i think it's a amazing concept and i couldn't wait to share it with all of you so what happens is is you sit or lie in this shallow grave and because it's so um undesensitized to the human mind, the human psyche, it gives you a feeling of death, which in turn, psychologically gives you the feeling of appreciation for your life. Isn't that wild? I mean, listen to that again. Okay. It is so, you know, undesensitized to be lying in a shallow grave That when you meditate, it gives you an appreciation for your life. Isn't that wild? Um, Anyway, so it was developed by a group of new divorcees, women. And uh, they, in the depths of their depressions from their divorces, they had the idea to try this meditation. And it really took off. And then I got rabbit holed into, uh, you know, I was I was in the rabbit hole. I was started looking at all of this different stuff when it comes to the correlation between death and meditation. And I found all kinds of stuff. There is a meditation practice and it's called Man manaris, Manasati. Uh, Uh, If you look it up under Graveyard Meditation or Meditation Grave, it will come up in Wikipedia. And it's the same concept, uh, which is meditating for death to give you a new appreciation for the gifts that you have in your life. And so I thought that was really, really cool, especially since I'm reading The Surrender Experiment right now, which is really, so far, Michael A. Singer's uh, light bulb going off about spirituality. And it's that very familiar experience that I think that everybody has in their own way. And so it really is a feeling as I'm reading it, like, uh relating to that light bulb going off and I hope that if you've never experienced that light bulb that you do start to experiment with it yourself at some point I always tell you guys go to YouTube if you've never meditated before it's okay uh you know not everybody they don't teach it in school unfortunately uh you don't have that route to take so go to YouTube put in guided meditation, that is the best way to start out. And if you have an intention, you can put guided meditation in for what your intention is. Uh, if you want to clear anxiety or, or calm yourself down or anything like that, you can do a guided meditation for that. You can do ma- manifestation, which I've done before. Uh, and it makes me feel so good afterwards. I don't need guided meditations anymore because I've done so many different kinds of them that when I'm feeling a certain way, I know what kind of meditation that I need, but it's so helpful and it makes you feel so much better about who you are and what your goals are and what you're trying to achieve and kind of putting behind you some of the stresses that have presented themselves to you that you weren't expecting, that you weren't Prepared for or making a plan for something that you're excited about. It gives you that confidence to move forward because you become your own cheerleader, which is something that is so important for everybody, no matter what, no matter it, what role you have in your life. Because if you're not, then the universe, and I tell people this all the time, the universe can hear that and they understand it. Uh, and what I mean by that is your body does not understand when you put something out there. Like if you say something like, oh, well, I, I'm foolish. I shouldn't have done that. I feel really stupid. You know, your body, the universe is just going to collect information on those words as it applies to you. And so if you say things like, I've got this, I'm going to do this, I am going to succeed, I am succeeding, I'm I'm succeeding at what I'm doing at this moment, and going forward, you will find that your body is going to grow off of those thoughts and ideas as well. And It's because the universe is you. It's your soul, right? And I love that. And I don't want to get too deep in it because I'm not a guru of any kind. I've told you guys that a million times. But in the research that I've done and the experience that I have, it's just been enlightening, enlightening, you know? Uh, Anyhow, so this week has also been a exhausting week. You know, I suffer from insomnia and I sound like I suffer from all these things. It actually doesn't bother me. I have been living with this, all of these things since 2017. And that whole thing, if you missed the episode, to give you just a rundown, I uh got sick to my stomach one day and I was at work in 2017. And they sent me home. And I went to a clinic. And I was telling them what was wrong. And they said, we don't do stomach uh, evaluations, you'll have to go to the emergency room. And I didn't have the money to go to the emergency room. And not a really good insurance at the time. And so I went home. And I took a nap and I woke up and my eyes were yellow and I went to work anyway the next day. And as soon as I got there, they told me that I had to go to the hospital because I had spider veins and stuff. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm just, I'm going to spend all this money and they're going to tell me that I have a stomach flu and they're going to send me home. But to make you guys feel good, I will do it. And I went to the emergency room and I told them what was wrong, and they took me back and did a bunch of tests, and they found out that I had had an abscess that was on my intestines, and I didn't know about it because I didn't know that I had diverticulitis at the time, and it had popped, and I had gotten poison in my system uh, for days because I had not gone to the hospital, so... Uh, <laughs> Make sure you go to the hospital if uh, you ever experience anything with your stomach. And um, I was in there for 10 days. And the first couple days, they didn't know if they would be able to save me. Because this poison had been going through my system for so long. And I just remember coming in and out of consciousness and being so scared. And there are so many thoughts that... Happened in my head and in my life, and reflecting on who I was and where I was and where I was going, and the roles that I play in my life and do they matter and do I matter and all of those things. Um, but then that was, you know, a completely a, a completely different life change. You know, I was uh, around four hundred pounds at the time. I had an undiagnosed thyroid disease. Uh, I had no idea I had that either. Um, And then a year later to the day, almost, I had the exact same thing happen. Only this time, when my stomach started to hurt, I knew to go to the hospital because something wasn't right. And uh, there I was again, I had a abscess on my intestines in a different area this time which had popped and the poison was going through my system again. And what's crazy is that I couldn't identify and I know that this this is not going to sound right, but I couldn't identify between having a stomach ache because of the flare-ups that you'd get with diverticulitis and having an abscess. It still hurt just the same. And I didn't want to be in the hospital for 10 days again, so I tried so hard not to have to do that, but I did. And that was kind of like the, the wake up call. I had a doctor sit me down and say, these are the things that could happen to you if you don't get all of these health stuff treated. And then they had given me an action plan. This is what you need to do. This is how you're going to do it. Um, this is some suggestions, some ref referrals, that I can give to you, and I was afraid. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff, but I knew that I wasn't going to live very long had I continued the lifestyle that I'd currently been living. And so, um, yeah, through that process, I got diagnosed with thyroid disease. So this week, <laughs> I have been uh, so since two thousand and nineteen. I have been on thyroid medication which has been a blessing in my life I don't know what I'd do without it when I get low on it I start to get nervous because I have to go get blood work done which is also a blessing and I uh, this week usually it keeps me awake you know Uh, and this week I've just been exhausted Uh, absolutely exhausted the puppy is kind of taking it out of me I'm not gonna lie uh, with the chewing and everything, I'm running around after her and trying to tucker her out. Like I'm taking her walking, I'm taking her playing, playing all the time. I posted a video on my Instagram of Life Over Matter podcast Instagram, and she loves to play. Eleven o'clock at night, she wants and and she whimpers at me, and she's a bully. She's a little eleven week old bully, and she wants to play which is fine. I've been playing with her. But when I'm done with work in the afternoon, I'm exhausted. I'm sitting on the couch and fighting to keep my head up. And I don't know if it's because of all this excitement, or if I'm just really tired, you know. Anyway, so uh, you might be feeling a little bit of that exhaustion too. I think that it is, you know, all of the energy That's going around, negative and positive. I just think that there's a bunch of action happening, even if you're not experiencing it. It's in the air. The seasons are changing. People have seasonal allergies this week, really bad. A lot going on in the news, too. I'm not really a big news watcher, I'm really not. Uh, not since the pandemic. I used to watch the news every morning uh, while having my coffee. And uh, before I went to work, I'd have my coffee that was like my time, you know. And I stopped during the pandemic watching news altogether and I meditate instead. And that's like my, my routine in the morning as I have my coffee and I do a meditation before I get my mind together and I don't look at any electronics or anything like that until I'm finished with that meditation. And so uh, a lot happened this week in the news, uh, which was kind of wild. And, uh, you know, nothing, nothing too awful crazy, thank goodness, but just a lot. There's like tornadoes and earthquakes and political stuff is always happening. And just, just this wild stuff and another thing that happened this week oh my gosh so I have been using TikTok you know as well to try to bring awareness to the podcast and stuff like that try to reach as many people as I can and in doing that I think that that's one of the biggest reasons why my listens have gone up so so much is because my name on there is Life a Matter podcast and a lot of people are seeing some of the stuff that I'm putting out there and I'm talking about the books and things like that uh well, I saw on there on this for you page. Now you guys listening that are familiar with TikTok are like, oh ha ha, she doesn't know that much about TikTok. Yeah, I'm still learning. And they started showing me what is life like in other countries. And you guys know I love that. Absolutely fascinated by it. And they showed what it was like to live in Japan how different and amazing it is. They showed what it was like to live in Iceland. You guys know that I want to go to Iceland so bad to visit. I want to see the Northern Lights. It's like real high on the bucket list. There was a volcanic eruption there and I was tracking it from my geological app and uh, I want to like bake a cake (laughs) in the sand there because it's so hot. And they have these special cakes. uh, And I cheat on the diet that day, I don't even care. But it's amazing. It's this big, thick cake. uh, And that's also worth the Google if you've never seen it done. Um, But some people moved to Bali, and just continued their spiritual journey as a spiritual life coach, Costa Rica. uh, There was this one girl, who moved to Costa Rica, and I mean, they say that you've really got to do your research, and you've got to make sure that you're not taking the conveniences away from the Costa Rican people, because they have their own lifestyle and stuff. And if everybody from America moved to Costa Rica, then, you know, there wouldn't be their their communities would struggle to sustain, you know, their regular livelihood and it's just healthcare is awesome in some of these countries you don't even have to pay for it and dental my gosh i uh have spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on dental and so it's very it's very persuasive but i don't know if i could ever muster up enough courage to do that and i love florida so much and i love living down here every day when I wake up after I'm done with the meditation and everything and I'm working and everything I'll occasionally look up and I'll look out the the sliding door and I'll see these beautiful green firework palm trees you know these royal palms that are this incredible color and they'll be blowing in the wind and so they've got like this shine to them and I just can't believe, even after being here for 20 years, that this is where I live. This is what I look at. It's like a screensaver. And I just feel very blessed for that. I don't know if I could leave it um, after all this time and being so used to it. Anyway, so that was pretty interesting, too. Uh, Just seeing these people who had enough courage to say, I want to start a life in another country. And this is how you can do it if you want to. And you know what's crazy is that you would think that Canada would be the easiest. But in research that I had done, Canada has the same kind of things that go on that the United States does for the most part, you know. But it is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I was looking at some of their you know, rivers and lakes and outdoor stuff, campgrounds and things. Uh, their tall pines and uh loved it. Loved everything about it. I've been to Canada several times, mostly when I was growing up, uh, only because it was closer to Pennsylvania, you know. Um, And so I went to Canada a few times on some field trips in school. And I went with my parents when I was a teenager at Niagara Falls. Uh, But all of the times that I'd ever been there were really awesome. You know, I want to go back as an adult, just to go on a fishing trip or a boating, you know, I had So close, and still might go to Alaska this year uh, because there's so much there that I want to see. I want to have an Alaskan king crab leg from Alaska and Alaska. Like, (laughs) it's like my jam is some crab legs. So, I don't know. It's on, it's on the list like everything else. I, I think I've told you guys before. Like, I want to stand at the foot of the Redwoods in California. And I want to hike in Yosemite. And I'm all about, you know, seeing some cowboys in the ranches in Texas. And, you know, walking along a geological heat reservoir in Yellowstone. I have all of these these things in my head and I I want to stay in cabins and I want to RV to the Grand Canyon and all of that fun stuff in the United States before I I venture abroad. But if you can name the city, it's some place that I would love to go. I absolutely love to go. I do have anxiety when it comes to flying a little bit, believe it or not. I I I remember one time, and I don't know if I ever told you guys this before, but I remember one time I was flying and I was sitting next to a lady who was 100 years old. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. She was 100 years old and we got to talking and she told me that she was afraid too (laughs) after 100 years of life, right? And she held my hand. She held my hand the whole way we lifted off the whole time we were flying and it was turbulent. I was flying, um, in a commuter flight, uh, through the mountains during a storm in the winter and the plane was all over the place and she held my hand the whole time. And we kept in touch, uh, for a while, for like six years, we kept in touch after that. And then I didn't hear from her anymore, and we weren't, like, close or anything. We we would email, like, once a month, and, I mean, she was over 100 years old, and that was probably, gosh, 10 years ago. So, but, yeah, I, I guess I'm not too too proud to tell someone that I'm afraid when I'm on a plane. I guess also that I'm that person that people are like, I don't want to sit by her. She's going to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> some people initiate conversation with me and I'm like, okay, well, as long as I'm talking, I'm not thinking about how scared I am about being in this airplane. I guess it's the, the lack of being able to con- control the plane. But my will and want to go to the destination over overcomes that it, it, it supersedes my feeling uh, of fear. But then you know, once I'm up in, in the air for a while then I'm cool. Uh, you know, anyway, talking to you guys' this head off today. There, I, I don't put the advertisements in, uh, because they're not requiring me to do so. So, hey, uh, you know, please share this episode with your friends and your family. I'm trying to gain more subscribers so that, uh, they can give me the same editing tools that I had before. They took them away because I uh, didn't reach like viral status. And that's not something that I ever really set out to do. Uh, You know, the amount of listeners that I have, I'm really cool with. uh, But I want those editing capabilities back because it gives me more music that I can use. It gives me more options for cutting and uh taking some stuff out whenever the dog starts barking or someone rings the doorbell or something like that so i would love it if as many people could subscribe as absolutely possible and eventually i might use some polls and suggestion boxes and things of that nature but uh, right now i'm just keeping it real and simple and uh, just sharing with you the, the things that are going on in life and the curiosities and the organizational tools and the knowledge and hopefully a little bit of mentorship in there and learning from my experiences and, uh, you know, bringing you on the journey with me to try to be better and live better and be stronger and all of the, all the times that I fall are for you not to have to. Uh, in some cases. And we learn together, right? Like that that graveyard meditation is super duper interesting to me. At any rate, thank you so much for listening to me. And thank you for allowing me to uh, talk to you about my week this week. I hope that wherever you are, that you're having a equally interesting week. And that it's adding so much quality to your life. And that whatever you do, just make sure that you take some time to sit back and remember everything that you're grateful for. And if you have any comments or anything like that, reach out to me. I'm on Instagram, Life Over Matter Podcast. I am on TikTok at Life Over Matter Podcast. You can email me at EvelynKish at Yahoo.com. If you got any interesting information you want to share with me, just don't spam me. Uh, And please uh, follow me, subscribe, uh, and tell everybody that you know. Uh, Until next time, remember Sundays and Wednesdays, Saturdays and Wednesdays, 8am Eastern. They've been having me post on Sundays and Thursdays. So just keep your eye out. And I've got a couple secret episodes coming out too, I believe. So uh, yeah, until next time, have a wonderful morning, a great afternoon, and a good night.